more grace, and thank you for listening to the Prophetic Podcast with Prophet Brian Karn. Here's today's message. How delighted I am to come and speak to you today about how my life is being changed on a day-to-day basis. How God is proving his love to me and showing himself so abundantly faithful in my life. Donna McKirkland wrote a song, says, I call you faithful. Your name is faithful. You are so faithful to me. And that is true. He is faithful. His mercy endureth forever. His peace endureth to all generations. As you know, I've been in the middle of a series on mind control. And I I just want to talk to you about this little portion of it in the sense of how the enemy operates. And one way that he really operates in the life of most believers is he calls you a hypocrite. And I want to talk to you about how mind control freed me from being a hypocrite. You know, I think of the passage in Matthew's gospel, chapter 23, verse 23. If you look at the Bible, God hated hypocrisy. Matthew 23, 23, woe unto you, scribes, Pharisees, hypocrites. Then you see an exclamation mark right there in the middle of that verse. And theologians say that whenever you see an exclamation mark in the text, that you to put emphasis on the word that's before it. So he said, warn to you, scribes, Pharisees, then he said, hypocrites. All through the word of God, you see that God hated hypocrisy. And one thing that I'm learning, again, that so many people challenge me on is the whole thing of not understanding the the grace message. And I want to tell you, the grace message is not just a message. It is the gospel. I want to make that very clear. And if you're preaching any other thing, Galatians chapter one declares anathema, let them be accursed. Paul declared that. He said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him who have called you unto this grace unto a what? Another gospel. So the grace is the gospel. The message of grace is the gospel. And Romans 1 said, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. Not fasting, not praying, but the gospel, the gospel message is the power of God unto salvation. And so, so many people challenge me and fight me because they don't understand the grace message, the good message, the good news, the too good to be true news is what I call it. But I'm, but I'm, but I'm going to say that to you. Uh, I want to talk about how it delivered me from hypocrisy. And I'm learning that so many people in the body of Christ and so many of you in the church and so many of you that are listening to me have probably been someone who has been hypocritical somewhere in your life, but God hates hypocrisy. And so I'm praying and I'm asking the Lord, what is it about hypocrisy that you hate so much? Because when you are 
living the Christian life, of you giving Jesus your life, accepted Christ as your life, the minute you don't do something wrong, the minute you don't do something right or something Christ-like, the first thing that the enemy whispers in your ear is you're a hypocrite. You know, you're saved, you love the Lord, you've given Christ your life, but let's say you curse. Let's say you are addicted to pornography. Let's say you're watching something you shouldn't be watching, drinking something you shouldn't be drinking. The first thing that the enemy is going to say to you is you're not saved. You're a hypocrite. You might as well just go into the world and do what you're doing instead of coming to church because you're a hypocrite. And I asked the Lord, why do you hate hypocrisy so much? And I believe the Lord challenged me and said, whenever you put your best foot forward, you never really get to experience my love. What do you mean? You know, like even when you get married to somebody or you go on a date with somebody. Well, if you go on a date with somebody and you only put out the best of you, but don't really show them who you really are. You never get to find out if they really love you. You don't know the person love you until they've seen you at your ugliest state. The true you. Not the representative, not the person that you want them to see, but they actually get to see the true you. And once they see the true you and they stay there and they're committed to you and they don't walk away from you, then you know that they love you. Well, God doesn't like us to pretend. He likes us to be real with him. And I saw it in the Matthew 15 passage. I don't know if you remember but the Syrophoenician woman, for so long, I wondered why when Jesus departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon in Matthew, the 15th chapter, the Bible says, and behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and said unto him, have mercy on me, thou son of David. Well, if you read your Bible, the Bible says he answered her, not a word. And it bothered me for so long. I know that the Bible declares that if you come to him, he will in no wise cast you out. You know, he said in his word that uh, a broken and contrite spirit, he won't despise. But here's a woman who comes to him, cries out. And the Bible declares that he answered her, not a word. And it bothered me that he would do that. And I said, Lord, why did you do that? He said, because that woman pretended. And I don't respond to people who pretend. Right, what do you mean? Well, you have to study. And once you study, you know that the only people in those days who were allowed to call him son of David were Jews. You had to be a Jew to call him son of David. That was a covenant term. But she was not a Jew. The Bible lets us know she was a woman of Canaan. She wasn't even supposed to be using that term. And because he knew that she was pretending, he didn't respond to her. So, Jesus ignored her because of her hypocrisy. Did you hear what I just said? 
I said he ignored her because he doesn't like hypocrisy. Be you. The Bible lets us know that she came and worshiped him and said, Lord, help me because he told her I am not sent, but under the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He let her know you're acting like you're a Jew, but you're not a Jew. You're a hypocrite. You're acting like somebody you're not, and I'm not going to respond to you. She said, Lord, help me. He said, it ain't neat for me to take the children's bread and cast it to dogs. She said, truth, Lord. Yet the dog eat the crumbs which fall. Why? The minute she became honest. In her conversation with God, she pulled on God's heart and his response was, oh, woman, great is your faith. Great is your faith. Because you tried to come to me acting like something you were not, you got no response from me. But the minute you came to me and was honest about who you were. You got a response from me. As long as you pretend, you can't receive. And I want to say that to somebody, most people who fight me. The reason you are struggling and even receiving things from the Lord is because you go to him so sin conscious about I've done this wrong and I've done that. And as long as you pretend, you can't receive. What makes Christ, as powerful as he is, is he knows all about me and he still loves me. Now, just like he had a problem with her acting righteous when she was a sinner. God also has a problem with you acting like a sinner. When you are the righteousness of God. And I'm not talking about in behavior. I'm talking about even in the way you approach him and talk to him. Oh, I'm only human. I'm just a man. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Oh, Lord, I know I've done wrong. I know I did this wrong. I know I didn't do this and I didn't do that. But I'm asking you, would you still bless me? You won't receive. Because there you are again. Acting. Like you are not righteous. Now, either you're righteous or you're not. And you being the righteousness of God is a legal term. It was imputed on you. It has nothing to do with your conduct. It is who you are. It is who God has made you to be. You are the righteousness of God. There's a scripture in Proverbs 17 that is so life changing. Proverbs chapter 17 Verse 15, when you get a chance, I hope you can go to it now. Look at what it says. It says, he that justified the wicked and he that condemneth the righteous or the just, even they both are an abomination to the Lord. This scripture just blew up something in me when I read it. Now, the Bible declares that whatever judge who justifies the wicked is an abomination. Stay with me. If you justify the wicked, you're an abomination. If a man rapes your daughter, 
rapes your child. Okay, rapes her and then murders her. And then the judge comes around and declares, oh, it was just a simple mistake. We're going to give him a pass. The Bible declares that that judge is an abomination because he justified the wicked. But the scripture also says the one who condemns the just is an abomination also. Now, the minute you condemn somebody, now, most of you don't have a problem with the other thing. You would say, absolutely. I understand that that judge let that man get off who took advantage of that child. That judge is wicked. But the Bible declares that when you condemn somebody to whom God has made righteous, you're an abomination also. It's an abomination to call someone wicked. Or to condemn someone whom God has made righteous. Forget other people doing it. To condemn yourself is an abomination. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are what? In Christ Jesus. So when you beat yourself up and talking about I'm doing this wrong and condemning yourself, that's an abomination. And the reason you're having an issue is because when you pray, the Holy Spirit is at work, but he can only bear witness with the truth. And when you go to talking and acting like you're a sinner because of your behavior and you go to saying, I'm not saved anymore. Now the Holy Spirit cannot work in your life because he can only bear witness with the truth. And when you deviate and begin to declare that you're a sinner, that's not true. When you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior and put all your confidence in him, you are saved. You're righteous. And I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is not the one that's convicting you of sin. I don't care what nobody tells you. You can fight me all you want to. But John chapter 16 makes it very clear in John chapter 16, verse 8. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Now I'm telling you, these are the things you need to know when the enemy fights your mind and tells you you're not saved. You're not righteous. You're, you're a hypocrite. If you have the word of God and Bible knowledge, you can counteract the enemy and tell him he's a liar. Because John chapter 16 said he's not convicting me of sin. He convicts the world of sin. And look at verse nine. He tells you what the sin is of sin because they third person who is the they, the world. The world doesn't believe on me. I convict the world of sin, not the sin of drinking and smoking, the sin of unbelief. Well, what does he convict? us of verse 10 of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. So in the life of the believer, he's not convicting you of sin, but he's convicting you 
of righteousness because he's gone. He's talking to his disciples and they're used to messing up or doing something wrong and him being there right there with them to let them know, I got you. It's okay. But now he's departing from them. And he said, when the Holy Ghost come, he's going to convict the world of sin. Why? Because they don't believe on me. But I'm going to convict you of righteousness. I'm going to remind you that you are the righteousness of God. Are you listening to me? You need to declare that. I'm telling you that while you are drinking, while you are smoking, while you are doing things that you don't have any business, I know it seems like a hypocrite to declare that. But keep declaring it. You cannot have right living until you have right believing. I'm not telling you to go out and live a loose life. That's not what I'm preaching. I'm just telling you that if you keep declaring that I am the righteousness of God, as you continue to declare that the spirit of God begins to work in your life because he bears witness with the truth and your behavior begins to manifest the fruit of the spirit. Notice Galatians calls it the works of the flesh. But then he calls it the fruit of the spirit. Because with the fruit, there's a root and the root is the spirit. But with work, it's you. It's your ability. It's your efforts. But as you yield to the spirit of God, he will produce the fruit in your life. And these are things that I've had to say to myself when the enemy attempts to tell me, you ain't saved, you a hypocrite. How you call yourself saved and you've done this? How you call yourself saved and you've done that? Because I have Bible knowledge, I'm able to tell that monkey, you're a liar. God's not convicting me of sin. He's reminding me and convicting me of righteousness. Hallelujah. I'm just going to share one more thing with you. And then once you get this, I'm done with it. Let me say this real quick. Don't you notice that God says to Abraham, offer your only son, Isaac. But we know that Abraham did not just have one son. He had another son who was Ishmael, but Ishmael was a son of the flesh. Isaac was the son of the spirit. Before you got saved, you were born of the flesh. But I want you to recognize God doesn't even recognize that man. He only recognized Isaac. God only recognizes the new you. Stop talking to God about the old you. God only sees you as a righteous man. He doesn't see the sin man. He sees you in the standing of the righteousness of God. I am the righteous of God. Your conduct may not always show it, but you have to continue to declare it. And as you continue to declare it, your conduct will line up with who you are in Christ. You have to tell the enemy that when he's tormenting your mind. And I'm just telling you because I know there's a woman, a man, a boy, a girl who's listening to this, who've been raised in church like I was raised in church, who might not have been raised in church. 
and you really want to give God a try, but you don't think you're good enough. And you're saying, well, I, I don't want to come to church because I don't want to be no hypocrite. God don't want you to be a hypocrite either. But I'm telling you that if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you put your confidence in him and continue to declare you are who he said you are. God will cause you to walk into things you've never walked in before. So many of us are not receiving all because you're being a hypocrite. Stop acting like a sinner. Stop declaring you're a sinner. You are the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. So many testimonies of people who did wrong. But guess what? They kept declaring who they were in God. God called those things which be not as though they were. Abraham. Didn't he call him Abraham? Before he had children. Because God declares you righteous. You're not a hypocrite. You are what God says. And I need you to get a hold of this Bible knowledge so that when the enemy torments you with a thought and idea and a suggestion and tells you you're not saved, I tell you you're a hypocrite, you can talk right back to him and say, I am the righteousness of God. Don't miss this series. This is a powerful life-changing series. And it'll change your life. Don't miss it. Mind control. Go on the website wherever you need to go. This is a life-changing series. You are blessed. I love you so much. And I'm just giving you secrets that have helped my life in such a powerful way. More grace. Thank you for listening. Visit our website for more information to stay connected with the ministry of Prophet Brian Karn at briancarn.com or kingdomcitychurch.com.